Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. As we enter the planting season, growers will be putting in long hours to ensure the crops are planted at the correct spacing with the right seed rate of the most appropriate variety and at the right time. All of this comes down to planning to ensure the crops get the best possible start. The next job a farmer must do is to consider weed control in the crop. There's a number of ways a farmer can go about this, either pre or post emerge of the crop. There are advantages and disadvantages of both. However, options for one over another may result in a better weed outcome with less weed pressure and follow-ups. I'm delighted today to be joined by Shay Phelan and Kieran Collins, both tillage specialists in Chagas, to chat about the options for farmers, particularly in regards to pre-emerge herbicide options. You're both very welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Shay, can I first start with you? Um, Shay, is there much cereals in the ground as yet? And are need them in long enough to have emerged? Yeah, Michael, anecdotally, uh, there seems to be quite a bit of drilling done all last week um, and even even some the week before last. So um, look at it, I don't know what, what figures to put on it yet, but you know, there could be anything up to 10% of the winter barley area gone in, according to some, in some places, not across the country, some places haven't even started yet. Um, but having said that, where crops have gone in and have gone in, say 10 days ago or more, some of those crops are up already. So, you know, there are some that have peeped over the ground or maybe at her leaf or may, maybe even some pushing for two leaves now at this stage because the weather was so so warm over the last week or 10 days or so. You know? So, yeah, there is a bit done. Uh, this week probably is going to be a bit, a bit broken, so it might slow the progress down a little bit. Um, but we'll see where it goes. And can I just ask you a follow-up on that one? Is there, Does this present any sort of problems for, for those growers who have crops already at the one or two leaf stage already? Ash, it does, Michael. I mean, I mean, the first thing you would be thinking about is BYDV or where do you go with BYDV control? Um, so that's going to make it very complicated and very difficult to to get good BYDV control because, I mean, obviously the 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 crop is going to reach susceptible stage for BYDV problems a lot quicker. And again, anecdotally, there seems to be a lot of aphid activity out there at the moment. So, you know, that's going to be that's going to be provide an early problem to a lot of those early drilled crops. You know. So, Shay, you mentioned that there's, yes, there's some uh, crops in the ground, but obviously there's a huge amount more to be drilled. Um, so there's ample opportunity for growers to consider a pre-emerge herbicide uh, for the cereals that are going in. But I suppose, why would farmers consider a pre-emerge over a post-emerge herbicide? It's a good question, Michael, and I suppose there's always that kind of issue with, you know, people don't know what, they're, what they have in front of them and they like to see what they have in front of them first before they, before they do anything. But from, for many different reasons, pre-emergence uh, herbicides offer a, uh, you know, offer a good opportunity and probably a better opportunity to get good control of difficult weeds, the likes of sterile brome, um, even blackgrass where it's a problem. Um, so they do offer that, they do seem to get better control from some of these pre-emergence herbicides. And then there are kind of, if you like, practical things that, you know, can, that pre-emergence herbicides allow in terms of like you get longer spring days this time of year. So you, you tend to get more work done this time of year um, you have better conditions. So you're not trying to go on waiting for a crop to dry in late October, early November. So you're not waiting for those weeds to dry off if they're wet or damp in the morning. So you get a longer window and you get better conditions to apply the herbicides uh, as well. Um, so, you know, from that point of view, not only from an efficacy point of view, but also from a convenience point of view, Bear in mind, I, I do admit that you know time can be people can be under pressure for time this time of year, 
when they're trying to drill as well at the same time. Well, you know, you do get longer days, more work out of your days, and you get you get a chance to put herbicides on in better conditions than you do, say, in, in, in October or November. So that's the main reason why I would suggest that people should be trying to put on uh, pre-emergence herbicides if they get a chance. Okay. Kieran, uh, can I come across to you for a second and just ask you around, just a question around barley and kind of the pre-emergent options for barley. Is there anything that might be considered, if you like, the best all-round product that you can stick on to winter barley as a pre-emerge? Um, I suppose the key thing you're looking at with winter barley and pre-emerge herbicide is the control of annual meadowgrass. You know, um, you will get quite effective control of annual meadowgrass uh, pre-em for any of the products containing the likes of flufenicet, prosulfocarb, uh, any of the pendimethalin-based ones. Really, really good uh, control of annual meadowgrass when done pre-em. Or, as we, z- we have experienced in recent seasons since we've lost IPU, early post them um, certainly can give reasonably good control you know especially when when you have a competitive crop so i think that's really the key feature of why you would use you know uh, pre-em herbicides on winter barley and it also i suppose as shea said they are more effective when when they're applied pre-emergence in the sense that you know you, you certainly broaden your 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 weed spectrum overall so that's great kieran there, there, there's obviously lots of options and good reasons to use the pre-emerge um but barley is often referred to as probably a more sensitive crop than wheat. Is there any, I suppose, extra precautions a farmer should take if a farmer is going to apply a pre-emerge on winter barley? I think, Michael, the crucial one is just avoiding that peri-emergence stage. So what we call peri-emergence, what we term per- peri-emergence, um, you know, when you can just see the shoot breaking ground, really, that's the that's the one to avoid. Um, that is when the crop is more sensitive. So, Ideally, you know, pre-M, which I suppose, look, ideally, if you can get it in sort of, you know, in that 48 hours after sowing would be ideal, you know, depending on growth, then uh, obviously that, that early post-M can, can be successful as well. But just avoiding peri-emergence, I think that's the crucial one. And it's not confined to any one particular product, really. I think it's, it goes across the board of all, of all the products there, Michael. Is that more so for barley than wheat or both? Yeah, certainly uh, more important for barley. Barley would s- certainly be be more sensitive. And even, you know, if we take a, a product like Firebird Met, you know, you, you probably would be using maybe uh, the 0.5 rate rather than the litre, which you, you, you might go with in a wheat scenario. Okay, we might come back and talk a little bit more about fire, Firebird Met in a minute. Kieran, I just wanted to, 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 to maybe just touch upon, and again, sticking with winter barley for a second here, um, sterile brome is often a problem in, ma- in many different systems and probably more so in the non-plow-based kind of systems and where you put winter barley in and on top of that it can become even more problematic is there a, a best option if you like for a weed control for sterile brome in winter barley um, there are some options but we cannot get reliable 100% control of sterile brome in winter barley no, no matter what you do and I suppose really you know, I suppose the hearts would have bolted at this stage, but, you know, if a field has got bad sterile brome problems, really there shouldn't probably be winter barley in it. But anyway, we are where we are. If you do have brome in a field or maybe little patches of brome, you know, certainly it has to be pre-em. Um, you know, certainly the likes of pendimethalin or flufenicet base, they would, they would generally give you the best control. And I think if you can combine pre-em with early post-em, 
Uh, certainly in, in, in respect of Flufenacet, you know, getting a 0.3 on, maybe followed by another 0.3 on equivalent of our fireboard equivalent on there. That certainly can help, but it's rare that you will get 100% control when you've got bad brome in a field of winter barley. Okay. Shay, I want to come back to you and maybe just talk about wheat uh, for, for a minute. Um, Kieran mentioned a few, I suppose, good options for uh, winter barley. Is it similar kind of options for winter wheat or if you're going for those options, is there more flexibility on the rates? Yeah, you're looking at pretty similar um, options for, for winter wheat. Michael, is, as Kieran said, for winter barley as well. Um, that said, you're right, there is a little bit of flexibility on the rates in terms of, you know, again, we want to try and avoid that peri-emergence stage, but in terms of the overall amount of, of product you can put out, whether depending on whatever choice you're looking at. So if you take something like Firebird Met, for example, which is new to the market this year, um, you would recommend that you put on 0.5 a litre per hectare on winter barley, but in winter wheat, you'll get away with a litre per hectare. Okay, now this, the total dose is still a litre per hectare, but you can get that on one application on winter wheat, whereas in winter barley, you're probably better off putting on 0.5 pre-emergence followed by 0.5 post-emergence once they're on by the end of November. Likewise, with something like Defy or prosulfic carb, if you're looking at prosulfic carb, they don't tend to be as hard on wheats as they are on barleys. So, you know, you can increase the rates on those as well if you're trying to overcome a difficult situation. And what we would have seen from the weed screen trials last year in, in, in Oak Park is that where you combine uh, a pre-emergence application of whatever the product is with a post-emergence of something different, something like um, Pacificas or, or Broadway Star or something, Alistair Flex or something like that, you do have more options to control those brooms and grass weeds. So you do have more flexibility from that point of view. So Shay, obviously what you've said there, I suppose, brings into sharp focus when you start stacking uh, chemistry, you start stacking price as well. So it, it kind of brings into, I suppose, more focus, what Kieran mentioned earlier in terms of doing all the cultural control kind of methods. Is there, is, is that something people should be concerned about? Obviously they will be concerned about cost, but there is, is there other kind of things around um, resistance, herbicide resistance building under farms that people should be concerned about? Yeah, there absolutely is, Michael. Uh, and it's a good point because um, as part of the ECT project, as, as you're familiar with, um, Vijay and, and David would have tested a number of different species of grass weeds from around the country uh, and from all over the country uh, to different herbicides. And what we're starting to see is, is, is a little bit of of, of issues or a few issues coming with, with a, a number of different products. So we are starting to see failures in terms of control for some of these products. And you know, some of the some of the grass weeds are becoming less sensitive to some of the herbicides that we're using. And that's no surprise. I mean, if we if we persist in using same herbicides year in, year out, and sometimes at low rates, but it makes sense that over time that uh, we are going to see a, a level of resistance or tolerance. Uh, building up to those herbicides. So we have, you know, we already have identified um, black grass that are resistant populations. We've identified um, wild oats that are, are, are resistant, uh, Italian ryegrass. And we're also starting to see issues with brome, um, uh, specifically to, to the likes of Pacifica. So, you know, by using, and it's something that we have to kind of encourage farmers away from uh, using the same chemistry year in, year out, even if it works well for you in any given year. By persistent or persisting with the same chemical year in year out, you are going to run the risk of, of becoming resistant, uh, or are we becoming resistant to that chemical over time? And and, and speaking of this, and probably you probably have a, a lot of growers out there who who potentially see 
problematic weeds coming through that um, probably aren't necessarily resistant to the, to the herbicide that was applied. It might the herbicide just might be that great on them. But um, where a grower maybe Shay has has a, a lot of ground cell being a particular one that seems to pop up on most farms uh, where that's actually a problem. In terms of the options that we spoken about earlier, are is there something different that we can use in that, or a farmer can use to try and get on top of ground cell at an early stage? Yeah, it's it's become it becomes a problem, I suppose, Michael. Again, you know, on certain farms where they use the same herbicide year in year out, and they get a buildup of 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 weeds like groundsel, which you know some of the PDMs don't control. So, um, what we've seen from the weed screen trial last year, and and from anecdotally from people out on the ground, is that uh, mixtures of something like Defying Firebird have have done quite a good job on on um, on groundsel, and the new Firebird Met also gives gives good control of, of ground but again you 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 get better control with rate higher rates of, of firebird met so the liter on which wheat will give you longer term control of of ground over the half a liter if you're if you're just going pre-emerge on barley. So it is rate resist or it is rate dependent uh, with firebird met so you just need to bear that in mind as well. And Shay, just a final question to you and there's probably a lot of growers out there who probably don't use uh, pre-emerge routinely and have kind of said to themselves, well, we're just going to go for Pacifica or Alistair instead. Are, are those growers thinking about this in the right kind of way or, or should they be adjusting their practice as they go? Um, look, at I suppose the, the, the danger with, you know, hanging your hat on one chemical, be that said like Pacifica Plus or, or, or anything like that. If you miss the timing, say in the springtime where you, where you can't get it that on, or the weather conditions don't allow you to get that on, um, you're compromised straight away. And you know you can see lesser control in those situations in a lot of cases. So you're always better off to, to open up or widen your options. So what we're seeing more and more is with guys, and it's funny, I was only talking to a guy about this earlier on today, is that where, he, where you go with say, something like a fluffenicid-based product pre-emergence, that can you know, help the, the control of, of, of grass weeds later on the season. So you do sensitize those, those, those um, grass weeds, particularly likes of bromes and that, to the, you know, the pre-emergent or the post-emergent herbicides, likes of Pacifica, Broadway Star, so on and so forth. So that kind of dual approach of pre and post-emergent, all right, again, you know, you're stacking the cost, you're adding more cost. But if you're in a very bad situation, I think it's probably no harm to go that route anyway, just to control those, to get better control of those grass weeds. Okay, thanks, Shay. Uh, Kieran, I just want to come back to you now uh, again. Um, where a farmer applied a pre-emerge, will the door be shut in terms of having all the weeds controlled for the season? Or will that farmer need to keep a good eye on it and perhaps come back again? Well, I, th- I think crop monitoring is the key. Um, Michael, you know, you will, we have spring germinating weeds, you know, particularly the likes of, I suppose, chickweed, you know, which, which has become more problematic. We have the likes of fumetry and groundsel, which can, can slip through. Also, we have the likes of volunteers. So the likes of volunteer beans can also slip through again. So I think by doing a pre-em, you certainly uh, broaden the approach and you give you give yourself the best chance. And especially, as I said already, in terms of winter barley, you know, you've got that metagrass, you know, under control. 
Um, but you will possibly have to tidy up some other weeds there as well. Um, and also in, in, in winter wheat, you know, it's often a planned approach there where you might be looking at using an ALS like Broadway Star to control your sterile brome in the spring. So you're getting in with maybe something like pendimetalin or flufenacet to get that annual metagrass under control. That's a weakness in Broadway Star and you pick up the, the brome then with the Broadway Star in the spring. So no, Michael, the door is never shut really. Um, a good competitive crop will will obviously help as well, but I think crop monitoring really is the is the key for me. Okay. Finally, Karen, I just want to um, just ask you a, a final one because we've spoken awful lot about wheat and barley. But is there any pre-emerge options for winter oats? Uh, there is, I suppose, really the DFF, the old reliable, is still there. It is an option for winter oats, you know. Um, Having said that, a lot of growers tend to wait until the spring because I suppose oats tends to be um, sown probably last and you don't have the same opportunities as you might do for wheat or barley. But I, I think if the opportunity arises, I certainly would 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 use that. And DFF is quite useful on a difficult to control weed of chickweed, you know, where you may have um, sulfonylurea resistance there. So again, with that in mind, if you think you have that issue, certainly getting DFF done either pre-M or, or, or post-M in the autumn can be a good option for oats, Michael. Aaron, thanks, thanks very much for that. And Shay as well, thank you very much. It was a, it's a good run through uh, the various different options there for, for farmers. And look, I suppose for anybody listening, there, there's plenty of other material on the Chagas website and um, also on our Chagas crop report. So Kieran and Shay, thanks very much again. Thanks, Michael. No problem, Michael. So that's it for the Tilly Judge, and my thanks to Shay and Kieran for joining me on the podcast. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague and always rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify so that you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.